Hello, valued listeners. This is Ross. I wanted to preface this episode of the SNR podcast by saying that starting now, you can expect a new episode from us every week, hopefully every Friday. Reason being, we want to keep this as consistent as possible, and this is a way to kind of hold us to that. So now that you're all informed, enjoy the next one, and we'll see you next week. I think we need to re-record. <laughs> I think we need to re-record that intro. Probably at just, some stage. And just see if we can uh, kind of get something a bit more profesh. Yee. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can record it into this. Probably. Give it a try. But welcome back to SNR Podcast, the SNR Podcast. It changes from week to week, the or the or SNR. And <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Um, I also just before we even begin, I just want to thank all of those who actually do listen to this podcast because there are quite a few people. Now. Yeah, a lot more than was anticipated. Yeah, and it's it's exciting to see. Yeah. And it's exciting getting some feedback. I've had some feedback from friends and family. Shout out to the the Belgians who listen. Yeah. Shout out to the, uh, where was it? Kansas. Americans. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Kansas and Washington. Not sure what a, so if you're someone from, from there, Kansas sounds or hi. is called. Kansasian? Kansan? Kansan? I think it's Kansan. Kansanite. I don't know. If you're listening right now, you can email us with the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Use that email. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And please, like... Drop us an email. Um, we'll probably ask questions during the podcast, or if you just want to weigh in with your opinion, we'd much appreciate it. Yeah, all welcome to suggestions. But mm. I think the email is sarahandrosspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and I apologize for the length, but you know the way Gmail works. Yeah. Like everything's taken unless you put some random numbers in there. Yes. And I knew I would never remember that. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay, what did you want to talk about? Um, I've been seeing, like, it's it's more of a trend on YouTube, I suppose, um, recently. And I suppose it's been showing up on my feed because I like watching uh, people living a more, like, nomadic lifestyle or, like, living in a tiny house in the middle of the woods or, like, in a van. Yes. But... Um, it's this whole concept of like, I I don't dream of work is what like the phrase is. That's quite yeah, you know, that's quite prevalent. And Considering the weekend we just had, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Should should we describe our weekend first? Yeah. I mean, the weekend we had was we just drove down to or up to the Kruger National Park just outside. Mm. Um, we stayed in a lodge there with some friends and. Uh, just went into the park, uh, saw some wildlife, stuff like that, chilled, drank some beers. Mm. It was, yeah, it's just it was like really a nice lovely. chilled weekend. And I think it's testament to what you just said, Yeah, which pretty, is pretty you much. don't dream of work, not, no. a, not a flipping chance. But yeah, I mean, it was my first time in the park and the only reference... I can't believe that. Yeah. I've been there so <laughs> many times. The only reference I really have <clears throat> to Kruger is a smaller park that we have in closer to johannesburg um what pilansburg 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 is definitely more like 
uh, dense. Yeah, and I would definitely with say to wildlife. there's a actually a lot of wildlife in that there's little park. There's a huge park. amount. Um, and I mean, I've been going to the Peelandsbury probably since I was like a child. Yeah. Um, but and in contrast, I think I've only ever been there twice. Yeah. So, but the the Kruger is a place. Apparently, I went as a kid, but I don't remember. My parents yeah. have been quite a few times. I think everyone's been. Yeah. To the Kruger. <laughs> I, I don't think they allow you in South Africa for more than six months unless you go to the Kruger. <laughs> They deport you. But I mean, I mean, even people I've met overseas, they're like, oh my word, the Kruger. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a massive park. Yeah. It's huge. It's massive. I think it's, uh, if you drove it, it would take you like eight hours from top to bottom. I was I was actually quite shocked that, I mean, we had to like book to go into the gates. That was strange. I, didn't, or, I, I don't really know. I, don't I think they were just that. trying to regulate the numbers of people going in or something. Maybe. But I mean, anyway, the... Um, gates near us were pretty much booked and then the other gate which on the map looked like it was just next to us it was like a four-hour drive and that's around the bottom of the park yeah yeah well you do have to go around obviously but also the roads there probably won't be the best Mm. and there'll be single lanes so it'll take longer i think but beyond that it just it shocks me at the size i think we spent the whole day just doing a, su- a southern loop. Yeah, I think in total it was like 160 k's. Yeah. And it took like seven hours or something. It's, yeah, it took a really long It took long really time. long. But if anyone in South Africa does want to go to the Kruger, just know that you do have to book for gates. I don't know if that's always been a thing. Yeah. But you do have to book slots. Which is strange. Well, I've yeah. never, yeah. I don't I've, know. I've never really heard of that before. No idea. But um, yes, yeah, we saw some. Oh, I, I just want to like shout out to our best spotting. Oh yeah, <laughs> was the uh, brown hyena. I mean, sorry, it was a spotted hyena. Yeah, spotted hyena. Um, with, with pups. pups. Oh, two pups. Freaking cute, and also it was directly next to the road. Yeah, like, it was lying she right next really to the road. didn't care that all the people were there looking at her. No. And the pups were playing. It was really cute. I've never. I actually don't think I've seen a spotted hyena in the wild. Before. Me neither. Me neither. That was actually very cool. Yeah. But yeah, a very enjoyable experience. Did kind you? of forgot about this whole... Literally know, forgot Joburg existed. Working life, yeah. Might as well just have never, <laughs> Come never back. shown its wretched stain. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, so I came across this and initially I think, <clears throat> as, as you just pointed out, like it's almost a resounding, yes, I want that life where I don't dream of work and all of this, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm of two minds, but yeah, go on. But the more I looked into it, the more I kind of got a little like salty about it, and then I, salty I, in what way? So okay, so let me like like you got pissed. Unravel? No, not really. It. I think it's a bit more. I got upset at the people who were making these kinds of videos. Oh, or who were, I see what you mean. Because it's it's a very and I don't like using this word, but it is a very privileged way of thinking. Uh, naive, naive as well. Very yeah. naive. Because, I mean, yes, I would I would love to get a van and drive around the country and, no, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean, this idealistic, like, almost fantasy <laughs> life that you see people living. Well, you know? yeah, it's definitely put on. Yeah. It's but, completely orchestrated. But that's the point, yeah, you know. 100%. And I, I think... I think especially as like South Africans, we've definitely started life out on like extreme hard mode. 
Well, yeah, definitely on um, a back foot of of a sort. Yeah, because I've always felt like you really need to like hustle, put your head down and work to like just survive. Yeah, or you need to know how to game Yeah, some sort of system yeah. to some degree. So anyway, like listening to this, it was basically like, I would say people in their early 20s. Uh, the, the worst <laughs> who, kind. I mean, the thing is, I can understand that way of thinking, but I don't think it it pays to think that way. I also don't think it, it uh, bodes well for longevity. That, yeah. that type of thinking, thinking um, is very short-lived, I think, in, in the, the life scale of things. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so to expand a bit on the idea, it's, it's essentially that um, instead of focusing on a career you focus on like what you want in experiences yeah experiences and sort of like it's almost an anti-consumerism movement almost um and i say that because it essentially um like promotes more simple living um obviously if you're not like dreaming of work and working towards this career and stuff you've got like a a more um like simple income not these like six figures or whatever yeah more sustainable um, one maybe yeah so it's it's more um <clears throat> like menial jobs more everyday jobs yeah more um, living wage type work yeah maybe. and instead of focusing on um you know living life yeah which i think like i can understand that completely yeah sure there's the nothing wrong is, with that would that be possible here in South Africa. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I met a guy once uh, at a restaurant I worked at who was in his mid-40s, I think. Mm. And he was working there over December or like early January, December, early January. And he was working there just to work there because he so wanted he to do it. To. No, he didn't really need to. And he was going, he was going to the Caribbean afterwards. Oh, wow. And... I don't know if maybe he just had a lot of money mm. um, and like was just doing it because he likes kind of the hustle. He likes being yeah. around other people. He likes maybe having pressure in yeah. um, a life that maybe he doesn't have a whole lot of pressure in because maybe yeah. he's financially stable, so, stuff like that. Yeah. But this guy, he he just worked because he wanted to. I mean, like that's... And maybe maybe he wasn't for money. Maybe he just did that because he needed to. Yeah. And then maybe he was going on to like a cruise ship or something and working work, in the Caribbean yeah. on a boat. Um, I mean, that's fair. The thing is, like, if, if it is possible and people find a way to do it, then, like, sure. Yeah. I, I can totally get on board with that. But I think where my, my little, like, irk came in I think it, was... Is it because in South Africa garnering a lot of um i don't know if success is the right word but like mm. in south africa you do it to sustain and to live whereas maybe in like a first world country you're doing it because it's fashionable that yes definitely because you can definitely see that, that like a lot of as you said just now like it's very put on yeah the lifestyle that they lead is not um like, I don't think it's that pretty in no. real life. Nothing you know? organic will be. Yeah. I mean, it's very difficult to uh, to fake mm. something natural, I suppose. Yeah. But 
I think what got me is that in a couple of them that I came across was because I was kind of looking into it to sort of just understand the idea better um, and where these people were coming from. Because as I say, I'm not opposed to it as mm. an idea. Yeah. But um, where I came sort of at odds with it was um, the fact that they were bashing education. Yeah, and basically they they put education like hand in hand with the career so what meaning that education will inevitably lead lead to a career or that it's something that they detest like a career so a career driven mentality i think a bit of both because i mean especially the fact that they think that like oh if you follow that traditional path of like education you're going to have to get a career to like pay off all the debts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have to follow that path because, oh no, now you've, you've studied this, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, that that kind of upset me because, and then I started looking into sort of like, you know, education systems and that sort of thing. And because I, like looking back now, I highly value my tertiary education. Yeah. I wouldn't say, say like... Primary and high school, eh. They kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I think they can teach you a lot of valuable stuff, but I think yeah. they take very long to do it. Yeah. And <clears throat> maybe not as successfully as they could. Yeah. Like university, I feel like should be adopted into high school from like yeah. grade eight. Definitely like the, the way in which it's actually taught, like in lecture form. Yes, or, it's very self-sufficient. You, you kind of you rely on yourself yeah. more which, than you rely on a teacher. Which is how you are in life. Yes. You know, there's no one there to like point at, you know, whatever or to yeah. assess you on something. And testament to that is seeing who succeeds and who fails in the first year of university. Exactly. It's not always I, like the I've most seen, intelligent. Yeah, I've seen people who did incredibly well at school mm. do horribly at university in their first year because it's to, act, so, to the point where they drop out it's so different yes. and i was looking um so like the schooling system i'm talking primary school and high school was based off of um i think it it, it originated like in germany or something mm-hmm. where essentially they created these more uh, like regimented school systems to essentially train um workers for factories and things like that i did read something to this effect the other so day. essentially that was the original aim of it yeah and then it just got restructured through the years to incorporate you know more basis. holistic teaching yeah but the structure remained the same at the end of the day you had to have a like quote-unquote skill output which is why you get assessed yeah so it doesn't teach you to think it teaches you to do yes and i think that is why i value my tertiary education so much because there was actually i i distinctly remember there was a stage where you're doing assignments or essays or whatever the case may be where you actually have to develop an opinion or an idea or you know, put things together to solve your own problems. You yes. know, it's, you actually have to think. And I remember just thinking, oh man, I just, I wish someone could like tell me if I'm right. And that's the problem with yeah. like schools is that... You don't get a tick or a cross. Yeah. You don't get a yes or a no. Yeah, it's it's a, a broader, like almost creative way of doing things is that you're 
you're building on ideas and opinions. Yes. And you're contributing towards something. It's not right or wrong. It's not black and white. Yeah. It's a, a more holistic view. And I think going back to this, you know, I don't dream of work. I still think that education is important. I mean, even yeah. if you don't want a career, that's fine. But then fill your time with, you know, actually delving into these things, like teaching yourself to think. Yes. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with wanting to think all the time. Yeah. Like, again, having a, a system of education that allows you to think is super valuable. Yeah. But completely useless if not applied. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean in like the, oh, you need to build something. You need to, you need to mm. construct something for other people to benefit from. Like... You can do that in very small circles, very yeah. successfully, maybe more successfully, I'd argue, Yeah. than if you were to be like, oh, well, I I made this thing and now it's in a hundred different countries mm. and um, I'm a umpteen billionaire <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go put my balls all over Jupiter or something. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, it's gauging success is difficult from a point of privilege Mm. because your success was inherent i suppose yeah you you your sense of success is you've had successes in your life that other people could only dream of yeah that might be in having clean drinking water every day exactly um that's quite extreme but like even the fact that you can go off the grid you can be nomadic yeah like the freedom to do that's Brings phenomenal. with it financial freedom. Yeah, yeah. And not a lot of people can attest to that. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's why I say, like, I think, yes, in concept, it's a great idea. Yeah. But I mean, it. I definitely think it's for a very select few. And I don't think it's something that, like, youngsters should be latching onto necessarily. Yeah. As, like, a a way of living. So or a whole they, lot of people. Anyway. What they shouldn't latch onto is what? Not sort of that, like, um, I, I don't want to say like they shouldn't be free and all of that because I mean they should, but um, maybe the naivety of yeah, freedom. I think the naivety like this, of this really rose tinted idea yeah, of freedom. Because I, I think, especially listening, because that was my first impression of listening to um, these people talk about this is they were all like straight out of high school didn't really know what to do with their lives yeah and then they were instead of like actually going out and experiencing various things they just kind of turned around and were like oh well you know i don't want a career well again with that (laughs) like coming out of high school yeah you can definitely um get into the the realm of reasoning that maybe these videos they make these decisions they make is all just to validate. solidify it, validate it for themselves. Yeah. Because while they're trying to convince you this is the right thing for you to do, mm-hmm. 100% they're telling themselves that yeah. before you. And I think like even beyond that, so I was I was looking into sort of other, obviously all these people on YouTube, so like there is like an element of pretentiousness in like all of this. Yeah, because essentially it might be for like... Uh, Ad revenue, exactly. or it might be for merchandise. Exactly. Why would so, they, I'm sure they don't sell merchandise if they're like a minimalist. Not really, but um, 
I, I, then like there's the next step where there's more established people and there's a couple of particularly guys for some reason that I've mm. come across um, that are into like the real estate thing. So oh, yeah. I'm sure you've come, you've seen, yeah, like, I've seen that couple. one dude. So essentially they are preaching the whole, like there's no need to go to school type thing to like, yeah, go to first just school. invest, just like invest in property or, you know, just listen to like free audio books or, you know, oh, which is fine. Bullshit. It's fine. There's nothing yeah, you can wrong do with that, that for sure. But like, but there's a reason not everyone has done exactly that. because the thing is you can't oversaturate particular yeah, thing like particular lifestyles or particular ways of making money because then people stop making money that way yeah i think a, a lot of hard-working people um i hope these guys are hard-working on youtube but <laughs> i think a, a non-quantifiable amount of their success might be attributed mm -hmm. to luck honestly exactly. like but, but you think they they won't admit that they won't That's acknowledge that because it's not a product of themselves mm -hmm. it's a product of circumstance because i i don't deny that like university is not for everyone no of course not and not i mean all. if your if your way of learning is to then you know listen to audiobooks or to um or to be very practical. Yeah, develop very practical skills. Then mm. that's fine. But it's still developing further skills. It's still developing something further than what you learned in yeah. like high school. So testament to that, um, the the podcast we listened to on the way to the Kruger Park oh. would probably add yeah. to that. To the fact that the podcast is called um, S-Town or yeah, Shit Town. Shit Town. And was recommended by one of Sarah's friends. Yeah. Can, I, can I give a quick shout out? Thank no. you, Sash. <laughs> Thank Just you, Sash, for recommending it for us. We like greatly appreciate it. I know she'll probably listen to this episode. So, yeah. thank you. It was a really, really interesting listen. Yeah, probably that like was, the weirdest podcast I've ever listened to. It's so strange, but very well done. Yeah, it's, we said a couple times. It's like listening to a book. Um, yeah. it's written like a book, and it's written like a a fiction. But the the realism in it is probably what makes it quite, I'd say, more sad than mm. anything. Um, but the main character in it is, or the main character, the focus of it, which is um, John McLemore. Mm. John B. McLemore. Yeah, he, John B. McLemore. Um, <laughs> he's probably a key figure in what you just said of... Mm. There's different ways to learn. That guy wasn't very good at university, but arguably, definitely a genius of some kind. Exactly. Um, he was insanely smart and not just yeah. the type of smart that you put on or the, the self-righteous self type of smart where mm. you kind of lord it over people. He was just viciously intelligent. Yeah. Um, maybe too intelligent, as as you can see towards like the middle, towards, towards the middle end of the podcast. You yeah. can see that maybe that intelligence was kind of his downfall yeah. um kind of his pursuit of knowledge or his um complete what's the word his complete not ingratiation but he just steeped himself in it to the degree of paranoia yeah he he was fair. too knowledgeable of things that maybe you should just let go to I agree th i think there's also like i think i actually spoke to um sash about this and we were saying that like he potentially had he had probably had a very high iq very likely yeah. but a very 
potentially low EQ. But so again, you can't blame you can't balance. blame the guy. No, but you can definitely see he struggled to balance his life. Yeah, like it was always to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, things um, are quite extreme. Yeah, and uh, it's actually a fascinating story. It is, but I, again, very with, sad though. <laughs> very sad, but that's that high intelligence and low emotional intelligence. Yeah, listen if you listen to it. And you, you kind of take a closer look or just think outside of the, the boundaries of the podcast, what his upbringing must have been like. Mm. Uh, he lived in the rural south. Yeah. And yeah, with, with things that come out in the podcast, you can see why that would be very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and why you'd feel like you kind of have to suppress. maybe put on a mask or suppress certain things or yeah. maybe over-exaggerate other things. Who knows? Yeah. But, but still like a fundamentally good guy. Yes, yeah, like yeah. Bizarre. Like a kind man, definitely. He obviously did not have a good life. And right. I mean, considering the, the type of people he was around and what they turned out like. Yeah. And he just, I don't know, I, I think he just wanted good. Yeah, he seemed to want to do good, but... Yeah. I, yeah, it's again. I don't want to talk too much on it because mm. you don't want to give away anything that happens in it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a a good study of how you can really overlook your own successes. Definitely. And get so bogged down by the bigger picture that it just ruins you. Yeah. Um, which is you know, quite interesting. But again, a testament to the fact that you can learn in a certain way and be very good at that. Yeah. And it's in the grand scheme of things or in the norms it may not mm. seem like success, but I would argue that that man was more successful than most. I definitely agree. I think I was actually thinking about success today because we were, I was chatting with some of my friends about, you know, because one of them said that, you know, most of us know that we'll never be that like big billionaire. I don't. I think there's some people who. I mean, I think okay. there's more who think that than don't. Maybe some people do. I'm not one of those people, but I I said to her, but like I, I don't want to be that stinking rich. Yeah, I I feel like I if you're that stinking think... rich, you're not actually good with your money. But but beyond that, like what I actually and this again, I think success is a very personal thing. It should because be. I think, I, yeah. I feel like I would want my success to be more I personal agree. than objective. Because I said to her, like, I would be far happier just knowing that, like, I was financially free. Like, yeah, I that's... had the ability to choose what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, like, was comfortable monetarily, was never worried about where the next paycheck's coming from. Yeah. And essentially, it boils down to that for probably... 90% of the human population. No, of course. Is of course. All you want is enough. Yeah. And like to know that tomorrow it won't suddenly become half of that. Yeah. Um of course. Yeah, it's it's a strange concept. I think that's a, a why I really like um the concepts of like minimalism to an extent, but mostly like essentialism. Like we're so inundated with advertising and like all of these things that are playing to our wants that um, it can be so easy to get wrapped up in it. And I mean, like I'm guilty of that myself, but 
in actual fact, there's very few things we need to be happy. Yes. And to like live a good life. I think there's things that can... Uh, my hope is that uh, you use those things to embellish your happiness, not to be the source of it. Yeah. So yeah. you you buy a, a pair of Doc Martens or something like that because um, it'll add to you, not because that thing will make you fundamentally more happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're happy without them. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that you'd be happier with them. It's just you can have that happiness and a pair of nice boots. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. And fair. yeah, I'd agree with essentialism more than anything because mm. I I don't think I want for a lot. I want mm. for a lot I want for a lot regarding myself. Mm. And maybe other people to a degree, maybe too much. But yeah, I I don't see myself wanting a whole lot in life above what is um essential Mm, i think and i think that's actually potentially probably the best way to live (laughs) i hope so because it's not i don't know it's 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 difficult for me to look at like people who want for things so desperately you know that they you know they'll get into debt for it or yeah it's just because you you want to almost say to them, but like, is it is it worth it? Like, you know, yeah. because there's never there's never that like satisfaction when you actually buy something and get it. Like that satisfaction does not stay at like Mm-mm. a thousand percent. So it's it's kind of just like it's very fleeting. It's very fleeting. Yeah. So it's kind of just balancing that with like the constant knowledge that you know I only need what I have type thing. Yeah. And to like um more intentionally yeah. buy things instead of just like succumbing to all the advertising and wants and you know i mean especially i like i struggle a bit with um pinterest with that because i mean everything just looks so nice on because pinterest. it's been framed that way exactly I and i mean I, I think you could probably i don't know go to the thrift store and have exactly the same thing. In actual fact, I probably have like 90% of what's on Pinterest in my cupboard. Yeah. I just don't know how to frame it that way. Yeah, in various combinations. <laughs> but in actual fact, like, I think psychologically, it's a very clever way to sell people things. It's a very insidious way. It's very, ins- no, it's, very insidious. It's not really acknowledged to be that way because people like it. I like it. Yeah. Anyone likes it. Exactly. Or will like it. Yeah. And it's how you get a billion unique users. Yeah. Because you're literally appealing to the most base instincts almost mm. for immediate gratification or for vanity or mm. something like that. And I definitely, I, I, you know, going back even again to this whole like, you know, I don't dream of a career. Mm. I definitely think part of it is... Um, because like we live in an instant gratification society yes but i mean we like to believe we should i mean we we go through our careers well i'm hoping i don't go through my whole career like this but like just dreaming about retirement yeah that's... so already <laughs> they're granting themselves like the retired life before even going through yeah before going career. through the thing that justifies it yeah or perhaps even predisposes you to enjoying it. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, like, retiring is, if you look at the maths behind it, it's a lot of shit. 
No, definitely. Um, it's, <laughs> definitely. It's work 30 to 40 years, so you mm. can have about 20. Yeah. Uh, at, at arguably your least active point of yeah. your life. The or one where at you least you'll, really you'll be winding down. You'll be winding down at yeah. that stage. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a raw deal on that on that part. That is true. Quite a quite a somber bit of topic here. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's this uh, this think this ambience we have on. Should we change an ambience to something more upbeat? Nah, we can keep it on. <laughs> but we'll I, what maybe what we should do we'll add this link, um, the link to this video under this um, podcast. And then you can see it while you listen, maybe, or look at it while you listen. Although people do yeah. stuff while they, they, um, they listen to podcasts. They won't yeah. necessarily just look at a. a well, regardless, saver. check it out. It's actually quite cool. It is really nice. It's like a, a view out the window of like a rainy New York. Evening. New York apartment, probably costs like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, a month. New York is like it's crazy. Viciously expensive. Oh, it's insane. Oh. I was thinking um, for like maybe things we can do like periodically, yeah, um, or when the the kind of time requires it. But when a show that we like comes out, or like a show that we get into mm. comes out, like an example that comes off the top of my head is Sex Education season three. Oh yeah. Maybe what we do is we can have like a episode by episode breakdown yeah so like we watch the first one then we record like our our thoughts and stuff yeah and interpretations then watch the next one and then do it again That's so have like little micro episodes maybe you can have like, like bonus episodes yeah you can add those yeah yeah maybe like we That'd be cool. we do like a couple minutes like 10 minutes 20 minutes something like that that sounds good little Just, bonus episodes yeah because i think stranger things season four will come out soon i think I so I hope. I think so. There's a lot of trailers and stuff for it, so I'm yeah. sure it must be coming soon. I'd be keen to do that. Very keen. Because then we can actually talk about something immediately after we've seen it rather yeah. than like kind of just looking back on it. Actually, that's something that you can actually email us recommendations for. Oh, is yeah. any good series or good movies. And then just add a little like description of like why you found a good or why we should give it a watch and then we'll do that and give little mini reviews of what we thought yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah i think because we, we love watching movies yes yeah. <laughs> i'm sure if you've been listening to the past couple of episodes you know by now that past couple <laughs> or past three our uh i our think dynamic trio <laughs> i think we've spoken about a movie like almost every episode pretty much every single time yeah yeah because there's a lot to watch out there there is indeed. Yeah. So give us some good ones. Yeah. Even foreign films. I'm actually very keen on watching those, mm. obviously with subtitles. But um yeah, we've watched I've watched some very good French films. Yes. Um I, I really love like Studio Ghibli. Yes, yeah. Is it Ghibli um, Ghibli? I don't know. I don't know how to I say it. I need to watch more of those. I think the only one I've watched is Princess Mononoke, which was really good. Oh, yeah. Spirited Away is also... You've also watched uh, The Red Turtle? Oh, The Red Turtle, yeah. yeah. But I think that's more of a departure from traditional normal, Studio Ghibli, yeah. Ghibli stuff. No, that is true. But Spirited Away, I think, is like your my ultimate favorite. It's such a 
like wholesome movie yeah. like you're actually watching it and so you, you it's so bizarre and you're like not even thinking like you don't know what's going to happen next yes because it's not told very westernized no, or western because no. i mean that's that's probably the one thing like whenever you watch an anime anything yeah it always makes you feel things you don't usually feel when you watch other stuff that's very true um it's not forced i think that's what's it's not forced it's pure um reaction yes I think. and i think that's why quite a lot of people don't like it yeah because maybe it's just a bit too foreign like they don't like how um non-predictable unpredictable it is i suppose i suppose i mean thinking through it i i, I think it was probably one of the first uh almost almost anime like films i'd ever been introduced to and i went in kind of thinking "Ooh, i don't like i might not like this um but you get so enthralled in the story and the characters and the music and the just everything that you just come out like wow that was that was an experience what movie that's Spirited Away. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Spirited Away, I'll recommend to anyone. The, Yo, the characters are beautiful in there. You definitely need an open mind when you watch typically Eastern media stuff. Yeah. Because it's typically very, it's a, it's very different. Yeah. No, that's very true. But yeah, not at all bad, I'd say. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's very, very, very entertaining. Definitely. Definitely. I can't do accents. <laughs> That's that's another thing we can do. We need to go through accents with you. <laughs> I because don't, Sarah has I some. I probably uh, just embarrass myself. She's got some stinkers of accents. I really do. There was like, <laughs> there was a few things that like I just I really fail at in life, and it's it's more. There's worse things to fail at than impersonating another culture. No, there's a couple of things. Because, like, I just remember my friends, especially in high school, they just used to laugh at me because <laughs> it was just... I, I think I'm just very bad at particular things, but in, like, the most amusing of ways. Yes. So... Can confirm. Like, one of them is, like, my hand-eye coordination is really <laughs> bad. When I first met Sarah, I thought she was uh, very athletic. I thought you, <laughs> you played soccer and ran what you did but one of them to a not so good extent but Let's again everyone way. can run I so you know which I played one it is. soccer for like 10 years oh dear and um i was only at best very average at it <laughs> and i couldn't do a head like a head bump i can't even remember what you call it <laughs> a header a header <laughs> bounce the ball off your head can you see Sailable. how into sports that I was <laughs> so anyway <laughs> I couldn't do that until I because I kept hitting it like on my nose on the bridge of my nose oh, yeah. and it really hurts and then the once I did it properly and I ended up with a like a bruise on my head from oh where I hit gosh. it I yeah so that was really bad experience but um I was awful at netball because it kept netball like, is a flipping bizarre kind of shitty sport i think uh, yeah i was i was never really a fan I'm but a fan. one of my favorite stories to tell <laughs> is i think when i was in matric or grade 11 so like 17 18 i decided no i'm gonna make a turnaround in my life and oh. i'm gonna join the netball team okay oh. so i went to tryouts and i made the b team 
And they were, you did. they were it's actually netball. like three teams, but Brain anyway. Dead sports. So um <laughs> So I somehow made the B team. And then I think I went to about like a month, month and a half's worth of practices and maybe like two games. And I was like, this is not for me. Like I can't do this. Common sense. So anyway, so I left because you value your time, which was basically like halfway through the season, and at the end of the year, I still got like a silver certificate or something, which is like the the second highest certificate you can get for like netball. Good lord! And uh, one of my uh, friends at the time. had played netball the entire season and didn't even get acknowledged at the prize given. You're shitting me. And I was like, why did I get acknowledged? Because oh. I, like, I can tell you now, I probably made zero contribution to that team. But anyway, I used to run because there was no balls involved there. You can't there really complicate no, running. There was no hand-eye coordination involved there. And it was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Oy. Yeah. But soccer, I was really... I won't say I was bad. I was very average. I wasn't. I was never the best on the team, ever. Even though I played it for longer than most people, I was very good at chess. Oh yeah, we still need to play chess against because we, we watched, we watched um the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, that together. Was great. And then Sarah bought a chess set, and then what we did was put it on our coffee table, and then played every now and then. Yeah. But, like, not finish a game every now and then, but move a piece every now and then. It was actually kind of fun. I like It was slow fun, games. but that, that's very slow, Sarah. No, I know. That's very slow. <laughs> that's maybe too slow, dare I say. Because you not only forget what was happening, but you wouldn't know if stuff has moved or Jeez. if you moved. No, that's, yeah. That's and, true. yeah, <laughs> I think we just need to just play a game, for yeah, shit's sake. I think we do. Because, yeah, I think I'll get sp- Banked by Sarah. Although the last one we played, which coincidentally you packed up the chess set the like week that I was kind of backing you into a chess corner there. And then it's we've never played it since. I think you were. No, I just cleaned it up. No, I, I just cleaned it up. I think you were threatened. No. We'll by play my, again, definitely. By my chess prowess. Yeah, we do need to play again. Definitely. Actually, the the chess scene, if I can call it that, was probably oh, the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. The chess scene. Like I remember being like eight, and I I was playing chess against this boy, and he he didn't look at the board ever. He just stared at me, uh-huh. and he'd slap that clock like nothing else, and it it was so intimidating. Yeah, well. It That's was definitely like, a strategy. No, definitely. But the thing is, like, as, at eight years old, how are you supposed to know that? Like, someone told him to do that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't figure that out <laughs> on his own. He didn't figure that out on his own. It was very creepy. Oof. And then when we get in, got into high school, obviously it was um, uh, not very cool to play chess, um, especially in an all-girls high school. So we used to go play against other schools who were also all-girl high schools. And uh, I used to clean up at those yeah. <laughs> because... automatically it was like no one that it was people that could like knew the rules of the game well i think even now it's still seen as quite a male dominated sport yeah i don't i don't think a lot of girls play chess well not that i've seen yeah like when i was properly playing chess it was mainly against guys yeah i i don't know why that is though i don't know i really i really don't know 
Yeah, but I love chess. Chess is really good. Could have pulled me. It's like a strategy away game. The chess set. It's like a StarCraft or one of the other strategy games. Hardcore gamer here. <laughs> Playing Sims before we recorded this. Sims 4. You know, okay, if anyone has ever played Sims. Or the whole planet has played Sims. Okay, if anyone has played Sims and enjoyed it, because I know you don't really enjoy it. But yeah. like every now and again, you get like a hankering to play Sims. Like you just really want to play it. And the best part of like leaving it for a while is that there's always updates in between. So then there's like new stuff. And I mean, it's not like the greatest stuff out there. It's literally like, you know, a new top or new pants or like a new flower or Isn't like, I don't know. But this time they added on the patch was like quite large so aren't all the dlcs for that like two thousand dollars i don't know how much it adds up to it's, it's insane like it's ridiculous i i just i wait for it to go on sale on steam and then I bought you buy it. these things i bought it i bought the sims 4 and two expansion packs or like i think a goodies pack and then like a expansion pack these are nonsense words to me Four. <laughs> so like you get the expansion packs which are like additional game and then you get the goodies pack, which is like additional stuff. Or the stuff's pack. That, that, that's what they're called. Okay. Anyway. I love um, how it's, it is EA. Of course. I love how they, um, they managed to, to make a game where DLC could literally be anything on the entire planet. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> but anyway, so I usually wait for them to go on sale on Steam before yeah. I get them. And I think I purchased like three different things for like 140 bucks. That's rand. Yeah, rand, rand. Not dollars. No. Because that because it was it was on like seventy percent sale. It yes. was ridiculous. So I got it at a very good price, and that's why I bought it Oof. because I just I couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't even bring myself to pay four hundred rand for it. Well, you paid four hundred rand for Minecraft. Although you've definitely gotten your money's worth from that. Yeah, that's true. That's for sure. Anyone that's who buys true. Minecraft gets their money's worth for it. Yeah, I didn't feel bad about that. Whereas The Sims is kind of like, it has its limits. And you have to buy expansion packs to make it more interesting, which yeah, is the they, sad part. What they do is they make a complete game and then they pick away parts. Yeah. yeah. And But I must admit, like the, the, ugh, that's one thing I, I really enjoy watching on YouTube. And it's like my guilty pleasure. And I don't like admitting this much, but is like Sims builds. This one guy is like, he, he's oh, Australian yeah. and he does like fantastic like builds in the sims that's like a sims or not sim city city skyline yeah the like cities they make there it's actually super satisfying it's to so watch it's so wonderful to watch and like you just get so inspired and you just want to play it again yeah but he gets given like all the new packs and so he's sponsored by ea yes Jeez, like, which is insane so he was sims playing player. the new expansion pack which is this like um cottage core-esque oh yeah i saw that it's one. actually freaking cool but like i'm still not gonna pay that much money for it. <laughs> how much is it it's like 600 rand or something. 600 rand i it's pro like i stand corrected i haven't actually looked because probably i was is. just I like be surprised i was just like i'm gonna leave this until it's about five years old and 20 bucks because i really can't be bothered paying there that much money go. for that game but, um, well with games in mind we still need a we still need to play um, The Last of Us 2. You still need to go through that story. If you play... No, you don't need to play. I know that you struggle with the controls. Yeah. But I can definitely play. 
I actually like weirdly, and maybe it's just because I didn't grow up playing. It's like, definitely PS4. that. It's it's the control. It's the control itself. But I'm also, sure. like, it's almost as if my brain fuzzes out when I get anxious, like when a zombie just comes at you. Yeah. Like I, I can't think. Okay, square, 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 triangle, <laughs> circle. Put the left stick. Click the L one, L three. You got to oh, Like shit. I can't. I can't think of that. While I'm playing, I'm just like, run, but you can't run because you're like, you're hanging by the ceiling by your one leg. Yeah, you have to kind of fight. But it's definitely because of the controller. It's very unnatural to have to have your fingers. It's almost like learning to play the piano. Yeah. Obviously not as technical. (laughs) Definitely not as technical. It's just, yeah. Um, Because I still have to look at where like the square and the triangle and the circle and stuff are. Yeah, well, it's not second. It's not like muscle memory at all Mm -mm. for you. Whereas, yeah, I've played with controllers for quite a, a while. So I don't mind watching games. I actually quite enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we need to, we need to definitely like, go through it's that. It's like watching a long movie and you kind of get anxious as well because you know someone else is in the, in control of it. Yes. Um, yeah, like Alien Isolation. Holy oh shit. Oh my gosh. That, that is terrifying. Like That, that is, is next one level that's, ass clench. I think, yeah, Bryce and I, we both, um, like our chests hurt from like, cringing at that game because it is tensing. it's or tensing because it's so scary it's it's so scary Ew, that game is the jump skis are real yeah but we'll play the last of us too yeah we'll go through that i don't know when that'll be we'll just have yeah. to see because I'd, I'd like to know what you think of the story yeah i've seen probably like half of it how with you i watched it when you first started playing but then you started playing without me Oh. Yeah. I uh I saw something quite with the sticking with the somber mood of this entire <laughs> conversation. I saw um something really interesting today. It was on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um on I can't remember what it was called. But you know the Fermi paradox? Probably heard of it before. Yes, explain to me. Kurz gesagt did a video of it. Yeah, I think um, I, I immediately pictured Kurtz Kazakh. Yes. So. And Fermi, I think the Fermi paradox, I'm not going to look it up. I think... Yeah. Um, actually, let me just look it up. The Fermi paradox, named after Italian-American physicist Enrico Fermi, is the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial life and various high estimates for their probability. Yeah, and it has those different levels and stuff. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right thing? Okay. I think so. And... What I saw today, which was really interesting, was someone said, what's your, uh, or asked, what's your most terrifying explanation for the Fermi paradox? Like, why why don't we see anything? And some of them were, like, quite lighthearted. Some of them <laughs> chilled your bones. But one of them was, we, we've lived in such, like, our scale that we live in now is tiny it's it's on a universal scale it's not even worth mentioning because it's so tiny yeah and i mean the universe has been around for billions of years we theorize so within there you could have had innumerable amounts of civilizations that have come and gone yeah because look at how long ours has lived for it's tiny it's it's tens of thousands of years yeah essentially we've had like modern kind of ways of living our self-defined modern ways of living yeah and who's to say that someone didn't do that a million years ago what evidence would there be of us in a million years if we just left yeah. like if we just ended 
everything would erode away. Yeah. Virtually everything. Um, but some of them were more along those lines. Like mm. it's just the fact that we we work in such large scales. Very likely things pop up and then die down, pop up, die down, pop up, die down. Often not at the same time. Yeah. Um, simply because of how long um, we've lived for. Oh, but there was one crazy. that was actually terrifying as shit. <gasps> uh, where is it? Did I take a screenshot of it? I did. So uh, it's called the Dark Forest Theory. That's one of them. Okay. The universe is full of predatory civilizations. And if anyone announces their presence, they get immediately exterminated. So everyone just keeps quiet. That's quite scary. Jeez, like... There's a... <laughs> There's, um, there was some post imagine? about it. It was like a sci-fi short story and it said um, uh, the scariest first message we could possibly receive um, from an alien race um, would be cease all transmissions immediately. They will hear you. That's pretty freaky. She's like, it's like a horror movie. Yeah. That's really terrifying. Yeah, that's flipping insane. And like space itself is immensely terrifying. That's scary as shit. I watched something the other day on voids. And um, that's essentially the space between the rest of space. Yeah. So it's where they measure that there's like an incredibly small amount of atoms um, in certain spaces. And these spaces can be billions of light years across. They can be massive, just filled with virtually nothing. You see that? It's terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. That is really terrifying. It makes you feel so small. Yeah, but like, you you can't even comprehend how big it is. So. Yeah. Like, it's actually weird how the human brain needs, like, comparison to scale things. Oh, yeah. We're not used to thinking in those terms. Not at all. Uh, recommendations for this week. Should we, um, like, transition into that better? I don't know how it would work, though. Yeah. I don't know. It, it Segway! <laughs> you did that the last time. Do you know that? What? You just screamed Segway and I left it in. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Segway! <laughs> um, recommendation for this week is probably going to be that podcast, S-Town. Yes. Definitely S-Town. It's... A really good story. It's so well written. There's only eight episodes. Yeah, the, very be, short. Yeah, you won't have to commit a flipping week to this thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely thanks again to Sash for recommending that to us because yeah, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Very, very good. It filled up our entire like transit time to and from yeah, the actually. Kruger. Oh. So we thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely worth a listen. All right, that's worth a listen. Yeah. And besides that, please drop us an email, even if it's just to say hi, even if it's just to be like, hey, I'm from insert country's name here. Yeah. That'll be can really be super cool. generic. Um, also, if anyone knows about microphones, <laughs> please send like a recommendation for, I don't know, a half decent one. Yeah, that would be greatly appreciated yeah. because we don't really know much about like even sound. We know nothing. In general. So, I mean, if you have any recommendations on how we can make this podcast better for you guys, then, like, please drop us a recommendation or tell us something that potentially you've used and know is good. Yeah, even if it's just, like, a generic kind of -of run-of-the-mill 
type microphone. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure most other microphones would be better than these. These were yeah. relatively cheap. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. But drop us an email on Sarah and Ross Podcast at gmail.com. That's Please. Sarah and Ross Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, I think you've got it by now. Otherwise, just like advertising click. works in threes. Sarah and Ross podcast at gmail.com. Or just click the link in the description of this episode or the description of the podcast. What does that link say, Sarah? Sarah and Ross podcast at gmail. Sarah and Ross podcast at gmail.com. It's probably the longest uh, email address. But anyway, um, thanks for listening and staying till the end. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.